Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Tea with me, your host, Sweet Tea. And today I have just the most lovely individual. Seriously, God bestowed her upon all of us because this woman, you guys, Paige is here with me, Paige Legault. And this woman gave me the greatest gift of sleep. What do I mean by that? Sleep is a necessity. We have to sleep, right? And Paige is the owner and founder of Parenting Practice of Colorado, and she's a certified pediatric sleep specialist. Hi, Paige. Hi. (laughs) Thanks so much for taking this time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Can you tell the lovely listeners a bit more about you and what you do? Yeah. So I'm a pediatric sleep specialist. Yay. Mm -hmm. And that just means that I work with kiddos from zero to 12 and teaching them how to sleep. So we cover just the basics of learning how to self-soothe when they're old enough, all the way to handling issues of insomnia, split nights, night terrors, just developmental stuff for toddlers. It's more behavior and less sleep. (laughs) So we tackle things like that, or I tackle things like that. I say we, because me and the parents. <laughs> right, right. Well, we did, which um, is which is why I really did. wanted, yeah, I really wanted to have you come on the show because I'm not kidding you guys. Like Chris and I, my husband, we were tearing our hair out with our daughter Emma because it was like, please, just child, just sleep, just sleep, please. And we couldn't figure out. We tried the various lights and we tried the various, like here, pick whatever you want to sleep with. How many stuffed animals do you want on the bed? It got to be so extreme. And somebody in some mom's Facebook group posted your information. And I had never heard of a pediatric sleep specialist ever. And I was like, what is this? And the moment I saw your site, I called like, we need her immediately. We just, we have, (laughs) we have to have her in our life. And within two to three weeks, I mean, just like your site says, Emma was sleeping from seven to seven, totally through the night, never got up once. I mean, it just the ultimate game changer. It was so bizarre, actually. Like the first week she started truly sleeping through the night, my husband and I were like, what do we do with ourselves? We're not like on high alert. Like, what are we supposed, well, I guess we can actually sit down and have dinner and like hang out and I don't know, talk. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just, it's a total game changer. Can we talk a little bit about the science behind children's sleep? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to start at the very beginning with infants. So when a baby is born, they don't really have a circadian rhythm. They don't produce melatonin. It's all hormones through mom's breast milk or, you know, just chest to chest matching heart rhythms and slowing down and getting into that sleep. So as an adult, we have four stages of sleep. We have three non-REM and then REM, and a baby only has one non-REM and REM. And so they don't have that first light stage between zero and three months. And then at four months, they get it. So you rock baby, you did all the hard work. They're finally asleep and you lay them down and then pop their eyes open and they're out of 10. And you're like, well... This worked yesterday. I don't understand. Well, they have that new layer now of sleep and they don't know how to get into it themselves. So that's typically where I find families have trouble with sleep is around four months. And that's that actual regression. And then once they do get those four layers, their wake windows lengthen, you can stay up longer, (laughs) they're more aware, they're into more things. And so that changes as well. And then The other key piece about childhood sleep is wake windows. And 
sometimes we don't even know that they exist as a parent. It's just, oh, you're sleepy, let's sleep, or you're very diligent about it, right? It's two schools. And I find that families who watch those wake windows based on baby's cues or stage and development do much better with learning to sleep naturally for that child's rhythm. So it's interesting (laughs) and everybody's a little different. Yeah. And that's, that's something I really appreciated about you and doing the coaching with you is you had the boundaries for us and we had to learn with Emma how to keep those really healthy boundaries. Cause as the mama, it's really hard not to be like, let me rush in every time she cries. I mean, when we came to you, Emma was screaming herself to sleep and we just did not know what to do. And she sounded so sad and we just, we couldn't figure it out. You were actually trained through sleep sense, right? And so that's like a, a very specific method in which you teach. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you have a little one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you started doing all of this even before you had a babe. Yep. Why? I did almost two years with other families with no baby in my home wow. <laughs> and then brought Maddie home. And we had just decided from day one, we were going to implement some healthy strategies that didn't break up the attachment and the bond and allowed me to nurse on demand and get as many snuggles as I wanted, but I was diligent with her wake window. So there wasn't overtiredness and we were very diligent with safe sleep and where she's sleeping and when, and all that stuff. And then at 12 weeks, she weaned herself and slept through the night and has since. So glorious. (laughs) It's glorious. (laughs) (laughs) That is glorious. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Well, what was like the inspiration or the motivation for wanting to get involved with this even before having your own child? Yeah. So most people who end up doing this or being intrigued by it, go through it as a parent. And then they're like, that was amazing. How do I help more people? Right. So I am a different story. I was a teacher at a school in Boulder, a Montessori school, and I just started to notice a shift with our newer parents who are coming in, wanting a lot more from the teachers. And if you know a teacher, you know, they're already giving 110%, right? They are stretched to the max. And so is the school, quite frankly. And so I just didn't understand what the switch was for why we weren't why parents weren't parenting at home and they were expecting all the parenting to be done at school and have a perfect child at the end of the day. And that's not reality and it has never been. So I decided to leave and go and back, go back to school and pursue my master's in psychology to be that bridge between schools. And while I was working towards that, I realized I'm getting hired. Like people are calling me for behavioral consultations and I already have the education and the skills to do this. So let's just dump all these funds into my business, not into school and do it like that. And so I did. And from there I was in people's homes and I just realized that no one was sleeping, not even like 10 year olds were sleeping. And I was like, I'm never having a kid. (laughs) I need my sleep. This is too important to me. I can't imagine going years on little to no sleep. And then you wonder why there's all these other developmental things going on with the kids or within a marriage or within your own mental health. Like 
sleep is our core. We have to have this to survive with food and water. And it's not treated like food and water. It's treated like suck it up. I did it so you can do it too. Right? Yes. And that's not fair to anybody. And so now that we're learning more about sleep, we're learning about detriments that actually happen to mothers and babies and children and just the actual science behind it. Cause sleep is like the ocean. We do it every day. We don't know a whole lot to be quite honest. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So I decided if I'm going to serve this community of people as best as possible, I need to go and start with sleep. So that's how I found sleep sense. And I got trained. It was about a year long process. And then I did six months of mentorship and now it's my own baby. And I start with sleep and then we branch off as needed. If things don't clean up on their own, typically they do, which is nice. Well, I can speak to this because I did it with you where I know that we have to listen to the way exactly. And even though it might not fit my picture as a mom, there were some times when, when even Chris was like, why are we doing this? Like we just stick with it. It might not make any sense to us, but it's making sense to her. And so we just have to stick with this program at the two and a half week mark. She was sleeping through the night and we're like, wow. And I remember the first night is it's always hard and it's always scary. And what I'm asking you to do, is probably different than you ever thought, but you still get to be with your kids, right? You still get to support them and love them and watch them learn this magic, but we're putting that parenting hat back on. Right. And that's what they want. That's why it worked. Toddlers push the boundaries to learn, but if they don't get those boundaries back, it's chaos in their minds, right? Totally. When someone's thinking about this, maybe they're getting ready to have a babe and they just know like sleep is essential or they're like where I was at and they're like, oh my God, someone give me my life back. When is it, would you say is the appropriate time to actually start doing sleep training? Yeah, I would say if you're pregnant and you're thinking about it now, let's do it now. I have a 12 week program that isn't technically sleep training. It's just healthy foundations, which is what I did with Madeline. So each week you have one goal to practice. And by the end of the 12 weeks, they're just doing it in their own way. Right. So that could be, I still need two feeds. I don't need any feeds. I am practicing naps or naps are beautiful. So there's room to grow, but because we haven't let anything kind of stack up against you or baby, that way there's less kind of stuff to dig through and fix. And then if you're listening and you're like, well, I have a (laughs) four-year-old, can I start now? And it would be absolutely. My sweet spot for kids is right around four months because we've gone through the hardest regression Usually their feeding's on track. They've gained the appropriate amount of weight. Usually reflux and gas are kind of under control, if not done and dealt with. Mm -hmm. And this is a point where we can actually, you know, gently push Mm -hmm. baby a little bit to start to learn some of these things. That's so awesome. Yeah. You must love what you do. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
You love it. Everyone loves you. (laughs) Yeah. I love going from the first call, like you and I, where you're like, this is awful. (laughs) And we started right before the holidays. Mm -hmm, Like you were my last client of the year. I was like, you were right under the wire. I could hear it in your voice. You needed it. And I was like, we're just going to do this. I'll work through that. <laughs> it was so generous of you. I, I, yeah, I think it was like a week before Christmas and you were like, well, <laughs> sign up like today. I'm like, great. Right now, <laughs> please help. We put all the paperwork in. We started the next day. We were good. <laughs> yeah. This is no joke, people. I mean it when I say that Paige is just like the biggest blessing to our family because it's not just about our kids. It's about our own sanity too. You know, when, when we sleep, everybody's happy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. just going back to you having your evenings back with Chris, that is valuable for your marriage, for your mental health, like everything. It's so important. And I feel like when you come home with a new baby, you don't realize what's gone until months later because you're just in it, right? Like you are surviving and recovering, which is what you're supposed to do. But then all of a sudden it's been two years and you're like, Yep. What has happened? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. What was that transition like for you? If I may ask when you came home from the hospital or if you did a home birth, I don't know, but after you gave birth, was it like a, Oh, that's right. I need to start to remember these things. Was it like a challenging transition or were you just armed with that knowledge and ready to go? That is a good question. I did have a hospital birth and it didn't go as I had predicted, which doesn't seem like a lot of people's do. So we were there for a few days. So I feel like because we had extra recovery time, quote unquote, in the hospital with help, I was able to kind of digest better. So when we got home, we had already spoken prior to labor and delivery, how we were going to handle it. So her sleeping environment was set up. We had hard stops on what we were going to do and what we weren't going to do and sleeping, having her co-sleep or excuse me, bed share was not an option because I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. I move around in my sleep a lot. So what were the options going to be? Well, she's going to be in the bassinet next to us, or she could be in her crib and I could sleep in there with her. So we're together, but we had all those goals kind of outlined beforehand. And then I essentially just taught my husband, like he was a client. <laughs> so then he could support me supporting the baby. And if I was having a hard time, which there certainly were, he could come in and confidently support her while I stepped out, which I think for a lot of new moms, that piece is crucial having somebody help them because you don't want to give baby up. You might not even be able to physically hand baby over. And if you're saying no, 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 but everyone around you is like, she needs this. We need somebody to be like, I've got you, babe. Let me just, you take 20 minutes. Right. So I think because I had all those stops in place, that transition was easier for me. And another thing I had going for me is at this point, I have worked with almost a thousand families. So that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of useful information, positives and negatives to that of like what to expect and how's it going to go. But you definitely learn a hundred times more when it's your own baby. And yeah, I think it went well for me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's yeah. what a positive experience to have that support. 
I feel like that was the key component to when we did this with Emma, like it, Chris and I had to be so united on what we were doing. So united. And obviously a single parent or someone that's parenting by themselves can do this as well. Right. You don't have to have a partner necessarily. Yeah. But it's just, it's that consistency of just, everyone's got to be, it's kind of like potty training. Everyone's got to be on the same page. What method are we using or else it just totally falls apart. It's going to be parenting until they walk out the door, right? At 18 and go to school or go on with their lives. It's the same. I think when you bring home a little one and you've never been around kids and you don't have a strong support system and then you throw in recovery, what a woman goes through, no matter how baby arrives. Yeah. It's intense. (laughs) Yeah. Being a mom is, it's the greatest gift. It's super rewarding, but it's just downright exhausting in the same sentence. (laughs) It's just so exhausting. So that's why you are amazing. So how do you work with families now? Like given COVID stage and all that, what does that look like if someone would like to uh, do some sleep consulting with you? Absolutely. So most of the time it's 100% virtual. So the first step would be a call like we did right before Christmas. And then if you're like, yes, let's do this. I send you three things, the questionnaire, the contract and the invoice. And once those come back, you're booked and ready to go. And I will take notes from our call and our questionnaire and make a custom sleep plan. And this is the difference between reading a blog at 3am and trying for two days. you get a custom plan for your child, your parenting, your home, your schedule. So that's why I have clients who've had seven children. This works for, for a kid. They've just had once one little baby and it's all over the world. So I can work internationally and service a lot of customers. And from that point, we've got your plan made. We meet over zoom and I'll teach you what to do. I'll do a room check as well, just to make sure it's set up safely. We want to make sure there's no odds and ends in there that don't belong. And (laughs) there's always something sneaky in there. I swear. (laughs) Your toddler's bringing crazy things. (laughs) Um, And then from there you get to learn the plan and you get the copy of the program. And we spend two to three weeks working really diligently following the plan, communicating with me, and then tweaking as necessary. And a couple of those tweaks could be schedule or dropping a nap or, you know, working on something in the room to make it better or a lot of behavior sometimes of practicing during the wake times. Yeah. You shared something with me that I thought was amazing because I'd never heard this before. You mentioned that Kids need naps up until they're like four or five, something like that to have that right. Yeah. And that's actually changing as well. Now there's a study happening currently where the data that's coming out and I, this is so live, I could be misquoted, but when the research arrives, we'll know what's coming out now is they're thinking that we need naps all the way into like double digits, 10, 11, 12. Even if it's just a 20 minute break during the day where we're not plugged into something or being sensitized to other things, just a reset to give that brain a break and a chance to kind of clean things out, solidify those new things they've connected during the day. So that's going to be a shift I'll need to make with my clients to support them. So that way, if they do take a 20, 30, 45 minute nap during the day, 
they can still sleep through the night. It's Mm -hmm. not a disruptor, but what we're finding out, it's so powerful that I think it'll shift how children are taken care of in daycares, preschools. It's going to be really wild when we hear it all. Incredible. This is incredible. Well, Paige, if listeners want to connect with you and I'm sure want to coach with you, what is the best way for them to get in contact? Absolutely. So I think it's Instagram at parenting practice CO is going to be the easiest. I have my little link tree there right to my website and you can book a call from there. And And you're also giving a gift to these listeners, which is amazing. Tell (laughs) them about that. Yeah. So I'm offering a free 15 minute phone call just to get to know you and see your situation. And sometimes it could be just a quick tip to clean things up and we don't have to work together. Other times we can actually talk about what we need to do to fix the situation. And then if you book from that call, you'll get $50 off, which is huge. It is. That is so significant, you guys. So I will be sure to have links to her website and Instagram in the show notes. And Paige, again, thank you. Thank you not only for being on the show and taking this time with me, but for giving me my nights back. (laughs) Thank you enough. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking your very valuable time out of your day to listen to this episode. It really means the world to me. And hey, if you haven't left a review yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps. It makes a huge impact on everything that I do for this podcast. And if you want to connect with me directly, you can do that on Instagram. Be sure to follow me at Dominica Lumazar. And yes, I know that's a super long name, so I will be sure to have a link in the show notes of this episode. And also, if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with literally everyone you know, your brother, your sister, your mom, dad, your OB, dentist, mailman, you get the point. Just whoever you can share it with that you feel would gain a lot of value from the various topics that we're discussing on Tuesday Tea. If you're tired of just listening, you can also head on over to YouTube and watch every episode. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for that as well. All right, that's it for this one. See you guys next week. Bye.